about actually how to keep your employees, AKA retention, okay? Now, these recent 90 days, I have been running through retention lately. Turnover rate has been crazy in my business um, in the last 90 days. But recently, as of like, I believe like 30 days ago, I have just, thank Layla Hormozy y'all for just having amazing information and me just giving it to y'all. Right? I'm learning from somebody, if you all don't know, acquisition.com is a $150 million business. So I'm learning from somebody who makes $150 million per year. So I'm not giving you $20 million or $20,000 advice. I'm giving you $150 million advice. Look, I'm talking to you all every single episode about how to be able to create a six-figure digital empire. And some of y'all haven't taken action yet. Y'all just, for some reason, life haven't slapped you in the face yet where it's like, yo, I'm tired of being at the place that I'm in right now. I'm tired of working my nine to five. I wanna create a business. I wanna become an entrepreneur. I'm tired of working for someone else when they don't even care about me. Look, I have something for you. I was working a nine to five, literally, not even a year ago, or at, actually it's been, it's gonna be a year this year that I have been able to leave my nine to five to be able to come to you guys and show you how I was able to leave working at Papado, 101 Steak, Ruth Chris, all hospitality places, y'all, to now being able to break 100K months. Literally, this is what happened. Let me tell you. I was able to break 100K months in six months, to be more exact. And I'm gonna show you exactly how I was able to do it and how exactly I was able to do it from working a job, creating multiple four to five figures while working my nine to five, to then leaving my nine to five, to then scaling my business. Y'all, I'm gonna show you how to fund your business with not without using your own money. There's so many things in this book that I could be charging tens of thousands of dollars and I'm gonna share with you how exactly I did it in t with, <laughs> with pennies of the dollar. It costs $10, y'all. Worst case scenarios, you learn something more and profit off of it, okay? So look, click the link, thedigitalempireebook.com. Get the ebook, y'all. You literally, just get the ebook. So I like to call funding um, money, right? <laughs> I don't know why y'all making all these fancy words, but I like to call them uh, money, okay? <laughs> I like to call it money. So. Um, and there are different ways to generate this income, this money that we talk about, right? Um, the way that I call it, uh, the way that we get funding, like there's grants, there's, you know, uh, just generating income through social media, which will tap in soon. But I like to talk about credit. Anybody got credit? I mean, I'm hoping y'all in the U.S., uh, y'all were born with credit, right? So the key thing is I'm going to talk to you about how to actually get funding, right? So I'm going to start with credit repair. Um, and I'm not, I'm not here to get in y'all's business, so I'm going to assume, and you all might not be in here, but I'm going to assume that everybody is at 500. So just if you're not, it's cool. I'm just going to give you the instruction of how to get to 680, 750, 800. All right. So from here, if you have a 500 credit score, these, you want to have an ideal credit profile. And this is what I want. Hopefully you guys are writing this down, right? Um, note takers are what? Dang, I don't even know the term, yo. Money makers. Yo, okay. Note takers are what? Okay, I just want to make sure. Note takers are what? Money makers. 
Okay, you know I like energy. So the key thing here is, right, is you want to have a 680 credit score. This is an ideal credit profile, and I'm going to tell you exactly how to, how to get it. You need a 680 credit score, right? You need to have minimum two credit cards with $2,500 minimum on each of these cards, right? You need to have 10 accounts minimum. These are including your two accounts, right? So I'm talking about eight more accounts. These can be three more credit cards and five more, you know, different accounts. That can be a car note, a mortgage, 10 total, 10 total. Yes. Minimum $2,500 on those cards. Um, so you want to have that and you want to have 10 total accounts, which is including those two cards, right? And no derogatories. That means no collections, no late payments, no, um, no, no bad inquiries, right? No closed accounts, right? Unless they're positive closed accounts, right? You want to have positive closed accounts because that shows that you actually paid it off, right? So you want to have those accounts, right? Everybody got it? Do I need to review? Got mm -hmm. But I had thought even if you close them, even if you were paying them all good, it can be a bad strike. Is that true or no? No, only if it's negative. So if you, have, if you have a negative closed account, then that affects your account because that shows that it closed without it being paid for. But if you close an account and it's positive, that shows that you paid the entire thing off. Does that make sense? So to the bank, it looks, oh, this person can pay things off. He knows what he's doing with his money. Does that make sense? So that's why you want closed accounts. It doesn't hurt you, or it can hurt you because there are different ways that credit measures or FICO measures um, credit, right? And I'm just gonna go over one of them, which is history, right? So if that closed account has 12 years of history, it would make sense to have that positive closed account to stay on your credit. Does that make sense? Yeah. But if it's like 30 days, I mean, if you remove it, it's not gonna hurt your credit. Okay. Does that make sense? So that's kind of like a trick question. Go ahead. Can I ask you a question? I don't mm -hmm. wanna like move you to another direction. No, you're good. We are talking about credit now. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is just a big thing mm -hmm. that I'm like, I'm hearing from like just people, yep. just being around people. A lot of yep. people are talking about like mm -hmm. CPNs and stuff yep. like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how do you use that? Because usually people are using it as in place of basically their their own social or something like that and starting right. up businesses with that. Does that have anything to do with? Not not entirely. That's like that will be like a totally different conversation. Okay, okay. So like you we can talk offline or maybe when we have the Q&A panel, we can talk about it. But like that's like something totally different. And I wouldn't really relate it to this either. Okay. It, it, only because it can, but it can't. It's like a very it depends on where you're going. It depends on your goal. Right. So if your goal is to get the, the same result as me, then it would matter. But if it doesn't, then it's not really relevant. Does that make sense? That's the, only, that's the only reason why I would say that. What's up? So, um, I'm the director. It's probably a lot better if you all hold your questions until the end for the Q&A, and then that way it can flow a little bit better on camera. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so the key thing here, right, is their assisting is letters, dispute letters, right? These letters are going to get you to dispute anything and everything off your credit. So, for example, one of my uh, close friends was getting sued by... Um, uh, a personal loan, I believe. Has anybody heard of NC Financial? Some of those things? Some personal loan company, right? That she, that she got a while ago. And what we did is we sent a debt uh, validation letter, which means that we need to validate the debt. Because the, it's illegal for anybody to report anything on your credit report without your permission. 
They need your permission to report anything on your credit report because your credit report is based off your social security. So really your social security is your credit. So if you have your, your social security card, that is your credit card, right? Because you're born with it, right? So the key thing here is if anybody reports something without your permission, you can, you can either sue them or you can dispute it to get it taken off. Does everyone follow me? So any, anytime you send a debt to validation letter or debt of validation letter, you're, you, you're coming to them saying, hey, you're, you're saying I am owed $10,000. Let's validate that. Let's see if I really, so you're challenging the debt that's coming to you, right? And then they will decide to delete it. Now, how many times, it may, uh, oh, let me ask this. Has anybody tried to remove something off their credit and it came back? Yes. So this, it came back, absolutely. This happened to me with student loans. So I've got my student loans removed uh, several times, right? And there were times where it came, where it came back. And different bureaus, right? Now, mind you, the, we gotta change our terminology for a moment, right? Experian, um, TransUnion, and Equifax are not bureaus. They're reporting agencies. Right. We always like to say FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation or, you know, all these amazing bureaus that are out there. Right. And so they tricked your mindset in thinking that Experian, Equifax and TransUnion are also bureaus, but they're not bureaus. They report what's going on in your credit to your credit profile. So that's why you have to go to them in order to take it off. Then there's underlying um, what we like to call secondary reporting agencies like LexisNexis, CoreLogic, those are the people uh, that are, are also reporting like the, the inquiries and the collections and all of those amazing things, right? That's, uh, we'll talk about that on another note, but you want to switch the terminology because if you send, to, uh, send a letter to them saying, hey, credit bureau, they're not going, that's one of the reasons why when you remove it, it gets placed back on because you didn't, what you did is removed it and not deleted it. Does that make sense? So you didn't delete it from the file, you just removed it from the internet. Does that make sense? So that's why they can put it back on. Does that make sense? So you wanna make sure that when you're sending these letters that you're saying the right names, you're saying credit, you're saying reporting agency, right? Not credit bureau. Is everyone following me? And delete instead of remove key thing. You don't, you don't want to say remove, you want to say delete. Deletion of credit. All right, so move, moving forward, those are, those are some of the letters that you want to send, um, dispute letters. Uh, next thing, right, is after you send those things and you have that amazing credit profile, you want to make sure that you're sending, um, that you're, yet you're building personal credit, which is getting personal funding. Has anyone heard of Bank of America? Chase? Anybody heard of Navy Federal? Navy Federal give that bag, okay? The, core, the key thing here is when you get your ideal credit profile, you wanna go get credit cards. The, when you have that ideal credit profile, personal credit, they'll give you minimum of 10 to 20 to $30,000 on one card, one card. So when you are getting that set on your personal credit, now we can start using that for your business. Is everyone following me? And the key thing is I always suggest before you just go ahead and, and unless you're a real entrepreneur, because the definition of entrepreneur is taking risks, right? So if you're, if you're a real entrepreneur, you will put that into your business to grow your business. But the key thing is, of course, you have to pay that back. Is everyone following me? So here's a hack. What we like to do is something called hiding utilization. 
So this means, let's say I have two credit cards, Amex Platinum and Amex, whatever the other Amex is, right? What you can do is you can do something called a balance transfer, right? So let's say on this one I owe 10,000 and then on the second one I owe 10,000, right? Or let's say one of them I owe 10,000 and let me start over. I have 10,000 on both cards. I use one of those $10,000 cards, which means I only have one with still 10,000 on them. Does that make sense? What I can do is use one of those 10,000s and transfer it to this other card. So now I technically don't owe the debt. And then what I would do is I'd transfer it back. And then I would keep transferring. Keep transferring. It's completely legal. You, all you're doing is transferring money. We do it every time. Zelle, we do it every day. You can send it, just transfer it between each other. So what happens is, is now you have free capital, and the thing is you have 0% interest when you're applying for these cards for 12 months, six to 12 months. So that means you're able to really give your business time to grow. Does that make sense? So the key thing here is, is when you're transferring this money, right? Because it's such an amazing thing when you're just able to transfer it, right? You're now generating cash flow as this is going on. So now you can just stop balance transferring and just use that cash flow and pay it back. Does that make sense? Now, when you're, after you get personal credit, you want to start getting business funding. This is the, these are three steps. Credit repair, personal funding, business funding. Does that make sense to everyone? So when it comes to getting business funding, you want to do a couple things. Now, I can't go over everything in this presentation. Like I said, we'll go over in, in the Q&A. But you want to make sure to get an LLC first. You want to get an EIN number, um, business address, these are all virtual, by the way, right? Virtual business address, virtual phone number. You want to make sure to get you um, net 30s, which is like, like let's say, uh, how do I want to say this? Like, um, like credit cards on business, lines of credit on business, on the business side. Because the whole thing is to control everything but own nothing. Anybody got student loans? Yes. Yeah, everyone does. So here's a hack. Here's a free hack since we're on business, right? What you can do is, uh, the key thing here, and we're talking about business funding, is you want to apply for the exact same banks that you applied on your personal on your business. And the greatest thing about business is that you will get five to ten times the amount of funding because they love giving money to businesses. Okay, so if I got 20000 on personal, I'll get 100000 on business. So the key thing here is, when you have student loans that are like 50000 you can use that $100,000 funding Spend, like you're pretty much purchasing your student loans for it to shift to your business, right? So now it's no longer on your personal, it's on your business, and then dissolve the LLC so you no longer own the debt. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Hold on, let me, let me repeat it again because I don't think y'all got that. I don't think y'all got that. I don't think I got that. This, these are just hacks you do on the way of creating your business, y'all. Does that make sense? Like, we haven't even gotten to the starting of the business, and we haven't even gotten to the scaling. I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to repeat it. So what you do is, let's say you have 100000 right? First thing, right, is you, is you get all those amazing things that I said before, right? LLC, virtual business, EIN, phone number, all of those things. I have a list that I could probably uh, send to you all. I'll, I'll give it to, um, to Jeter. You, you all, make sure you get in the text because I'll send a list to her so she'll send it to you, okay. right? So the key thing here is um, you get those great things, right? 
and then you apply for the same exact banks that you applied for on your personal. So if I apply for Bank of America, yeah, that I applied, that you applied on your personal first. So if I, if on my personal I have Bank of America, I'm going to apply for Bank of America on business because I already have the relationship with them on the personal, right? And like I said, you get five to ten times the amount. So if I get twenty thousand on personal, you get a hundred thousand on business, and that's intentional, by the way. So if I have a hundred thousand and I owe fifty thousand in student loans. I'm going to use that 100,000 to purchase that 50,000, which shifts from personal to business, and then dissolve that LLC so I no longer own the debt. Does that make sense? Dissolve the LLC. Dissolve the LLC. How do you do that? You terminate it. You can just go in your, go in whatever, wherever you purchase the LLC, you can just go in there and click terminate. What? <laughs> so that's simple. So it, deserve, it dissolves everything. I promise. That's, it's literally that simple. It, it kills all of that. All of that. It kills all of it. But it's okay because remember, here's another hack. You can create as many LLCs as you want. So you can get the same funding amount on every single LLC. My mentor, and you know him, uh, Newt, because he was our first. Shout out to Newt. Right? He was our first uh, funding mentor or credit mentor. He has 76 LLCs, probably 80 now. Yeah, my man is stacked up. 80 now. And he just has them. Oh, he had hit. His wallet is this thick, y'all. In person, I've seen it. Literally that thick, full of credit cards. This thick. And what he did is each one of them are different LLCs for different reasons. Some of them are for real estate, because you know in real estate you need an LLC for each real estate, which means I'm getting funded for each house, which means I'm not getting paid out of pocket to pay for the house. Do you see what I'm saying? So this is the key thing here. This is the key thing here. Right. So what I'm doing is this is how you fund your business. So now you can create, you know, one dummy LLC, dummy enterprises, dissolve it just to get rid of the debt. And then you have another LLC called Simone Enterprises just so you can fund your business. Is there anyone? Is everyone following me right now? Right. So now we're going to start to start in the business. What's going on, family? You guys already know I appreciate you for checking out this episode. So you guys know that I've been trading and building high level skill sets for years now. You see me on my Forex journey, my stock investment journey, my portfolio journey, a day in the life of everything. And so what I want to do is I want to give back to you. I want to make sure that you all learn everything that's in my brain. So what I have done is specifically in regards to skill sets is I've created a course uh, like a whole course like this is the best thing that I've ever come out with since sliced bread <laughs> right it's a forex course on how exactly to build wealth create high level skill sets and I want to teach it to you I want to give back it's not even like it's super affordable like you could like your daughter could do it yes a five-year-old could do it and that's what I want to help you guys do I want to give back to you so if you want to learn exactly how to build high-level skill sets I want you to click this link right here this link is going to break down everything for you and literally change your whole life so go check it out check out the trade syndicate check out the way that we do things check out the chart slayer check out your boy all right see you on the next one now here's some cool now here's some cool things anyone can pass me my phone over there you want to start off with, when it comes to starting a business. Yeah, so, so yep, perfect. S-Corp yeah, -Corp is, the only difference between an LLC and an S-Corp is taxes. There's no difference between the two. Yeah, yeah, so you're building an LLC just to, just to get money, just to get funded. That's the only difference. And the key thing here is, right, is when, after you get the funding, you want to start thinking about your business. Now, we, this is the greatest part that I loved about 
everything everyone else did. He talked about really how to, how to create a business from scratch, right? Get, get your competition, you know, focus on you know, your niche, choose the best niche, make sure, like all those uh, six, seven steps that he gave was amazing, right? Because that one saves me from having to tell you how to create a business because he just went over it. Two, now I can tell you about the details of how to actually create the business. Right. So there are there are different things, three things that you need. And of course, vision and mission are in those things that you need. But I'm going to we're going to talk about that later. Um, I want to talk about core values. Does anyone know how to actually create a core value? I didn't either. So we in this together. Right. <laughs> I didn't know until like 90 days ago. Right. And the key thing is we just think, oh, core value, be, have integrity, yeah. um, <laughs> perseverance. Um, greatness, like all these uh, generic, now they're all important, but everyone has these specific core values, but we don't really know how to create a core value. So there are three things, right, that you need, and I want everybody to write this down. Core values, brand promise, and then I want you to write down expectations. Three steps to create a business. Like, besides vision and mission, you can put those at the top if you want to, but like these things are critical because this is going to help you when it comes to hiring and it's gonna help you with the face that you give to your clients. And then it's gonna help you actually measure them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right, so here, this is, this is what core values are, right? Core values are the root beliefs, mind you, has anyone uh, heard of like Alex Ramosi or the $100 million offers book or any of those things? So. His wife is named Layla Hormozzi. She is the COO of their business called Acquisition.com. So everything I'm telling you right now is not my original thought. I'm learning it from somebody else and I'm now pouring it into you. I've implemented it and now I'm pouring it into you. Does that make sense? So don't give me credit here. Just thank them for giving me the information to give it to you. Okay, so this is the thing. Core values are the root beliefs that an organization operated from. They are the principal perspectives that guide an organization's behavior. The behavior of, of an organization is what a core value is. Does that make sense to everyone here? So this is how you create a core value. Number one, and y'all will probably have to shorten what I'm saying, but I'm gonna give it to you. Decide what parties should be involved in picking your core values. So is it gonna be the owners, or is it gonna be just the managers, or is it gonna be the whole team that's gonna decide what the core values are, right? That's number one. Number two is brainstorm and write down your favorite quality slash trait about each member on your team that has just now been selected to be a part of it. Does that make sense? So we just said, is it just gonna be the owners, the managers, right? But now we need to talk about, okay, what's the quality or trait that each one of them have, right? The third one, let me know if I'm going fast now, y'all, because I know I, I, I can talk fast. All right. The third one is ask yourself, and this is this is not my words. <laughs> this is very. This is gonna be very broad. If an alien came down from space, okay, I'll tell you this is not my words. Thank Layla and Hormozzi. They're very creative and amazing individuals that are my mentors, and then I'm giving it to you. If an alien came down from space to explore your business, how would you describe the environment of your team to them? Has anyone thought about that? Like how would you describe how would you describe your own own values to somebody else, right? The fourth thing is change the verbiage of your values in a way that is congruent with your team, meaning, right? Make it easily digestible. 
Like, don't say supercalifragilistic. I don't even remember the whole thing. Expialidocious. Like, don't, don't nobody even know what that means, right? right? But if you say, um, and there, one of theirs now is speed is king. You understand what that means, right? That's important, right? And the key thing here is the fifth one is evaluate the, the core values you've picked together and create what feels like an ideal environment. Does that make sense? That's important. Now you all know how to make, know how to make core values, right? It's all based on that. It's all, those five things, you create core values, three to five of them. And you run and always remind your team, always remind yourself, and consistently say it every single day, right? So you have these people as your team, they should be hearing your core values every day, every day, right? Or once a week, whatever the frequency you want it to be, but it should be consistent. Does that make sense? All right, and that's everybody in this room, right? Now, let's talk about brand promise. A lot of people actually, like I said, I didn't know what a brand promise was until like 90 days ago. And this makes you rethink your entire business, y'all, legit. Like it makes you think, like I revent my entire core values because I was like, I don't even relate to this. This is what somebody else said that I should do. We shouldn't believe every single person. We should listen, but that doesn't mean we should believe it. Our beliefs are different, right? So the key thing here is brand promises are often tied to strategic metrics that drive your business forward and tell your external customers, your internal customers are your team, your external customers are your clients. Follow me? It tells your external customers what your internal values are as well as the expect in terms of results and experience. So what that means is if I say speed is king, my brand promise is I should be responding to you within five minutes. Does that make sense? My brand promise is based off my core value. So they're, like I said, acquisition.com's core value is speed is king. Their brand promise is you will get a response from me within five minutes. That's my brand promise to you. Does that make sense? But it's based off my core values. So somebody give me a core value. Somebody give me one. Let's make this engaging. Never, never get satisfied? Never be satisfied. Never be, sati never be satisfied. Okay. What do you feel a brand promise would be to that? Um, it can be rough. It doesn't have to be perfect. It could be um, keep pushing for more. It could be Boom. basically that. Boom. That's a good brand promise. It's, it's no ceiling. Basically, you want to always go up and beyond. Boom. Okay. So now you're telling her, who wants to be your client, that I'm always going to go up and beyond for you. Does that make sense? What did you say your core value was? Um, quality work. Quality work. quality work. Excellent. What do you feel your brand promise would be? Um, the best trend-setting styles. You're going to always be satisfied with Boom. You, you see that? You, you see how everything is based off your core value? Uh, my jewelry is hypoallergenic. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't irritate the skin. Okay. No, that would be more of like an that would be more like um uh, a um a description of how they feel, but not more of the promise that I have for you. Now you could boom, that's a brand promise. That's a brand promise. Okay, stress-free content creation. Now, what would be your brand promise? Ooh, that's good. That's good. That's good. I like that. Anybody else? 
I felt like you, I felt like you wanted to, but you, you rejected. I, I see you. No, I see you. You got a core value? My thing, uh, I, I'll preach a lot to them, just uh, handle like hard things better. Handle hard things better. So what's their brand promise? Is it the brand problems? Mm-hmm. So what could they get from you off of that core value? From me, I know uh, one thing we went over was um, like that next step thing, because a lot okay. of frustrations is they want this whole like things hard because they want to come in the gym and yep. be like this great basketball player, but I told them just get that next step. Take, take one step at a time. That could be your brand promise. Do you see what I'm saying? It relates to your core values. And you said it, it's just a matter of making it digestible for the consumer. Does that make sense? And get it through in one little Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be um, a paragraph. Right. You feel me? Got you. So now we're going to talk about expectations, right? You have department expectations, and then you have role expectations. Your department expectation, like I said, everything is based off brand promise and, 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 uh, and core values. So for example, core values is speed is king. Brand promises, I'll, you'll get a response within five minutes. My department expectation, meaning like my operations department, my marketing department, my sales department, their, expect, their expectation, aka KPIs, aka key performance indicators, like I said, this is for you to measure, right? is number of inquiries in a day. Okay. Does everyone follow what I'm saying? That is your department expectation. The role expectation would be total of inquiries sent out today. Does that make sense? Or total of inquiries sent out less than 120 seconds. Those are role specific expectations and the, that you can measure. Correct. Per team member. Department is how many number of inquiries have we sent out today? I'm sorry, it was department and what? Role. 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 Right? So, like I said, those are your, that's how you start a business. Now, everybody knows how to make this money, right? I'm not going to teach you how to make this money, but I am going to, what I wanted to show you is how to actually form and start a business from scratch. Does that make sense? Because we talk about core values, but do we actually really, really know what the fuck core values are? Right. So the next thing I want to talk about is um, scaling. We talked about hiring earlier today, but I want to talk to you about actually how to keep your employees, a.k.a. retention. OK, now these recent 90 days, I have been running through retention lately. Turnover rate has been crazy in my business um, in the last 90 days. But recently, as of like, I believe like 30 days ago, I have just, thank Layla Hormozy, y'all, for just having amazing information and me just giving it to y'all, right? I'm learning from somebody, if you all don't know, acquisition.com is a $150 million business. So I'm learning from somebody who makes $150 million per year. So I'm not giving you $20 million or $20,000 advice. I'm giving you $150 million advice. And their mentors are making 60 billion a year. So I'm really giving you 60 billion dollar advice. Does that make sense? So I really want you all to understand that you're getting advice from somebody who's who's really doing it. And that's how I was able to go from one year ago to now having three multiple six-figure businesses because I'm listening to someone who has made 150 million. Is everyone understanding? So what they said is you need to have accountability. 
And this is the key thing. Accountability is very, very simple. It's called feedback. When you have an employee, you need to have feedback, AKA surveys, monthly surveys, bi-weekly surveys, yearly surveys, right? So you look up, because I don't want to take up too much time, look up satisfaction survey, employee satisfaction survey. That will solve all of your problems when it comes to accountability. Does that make sense? And then I want you to measure that, AKA it's called a health score. People don't talk about this. You're measuring the health of not only your clients, how are they feeling when they, when they purchase your product after they on board, but also how is your employees after they on board? I think of my employees as if like I'm selling somebody. Like earlier today I said lead generation or client acquisition. This is talent acquisition. Do you get what I'm saying? We're hiring talent to be able to build our team. Do you get what I'm saying? So you need to make sure that you have feedback and measure the health of your team. Some of them feel like trash working for y'all, but you don't know because you're not measuring the health. So a way to measure health is sending them the surveys so you can get feedback from them. So you can really know how they feel, right? So the next thing that I would, I would say, right, uh, lastly, is I want you all to create an org chart of your business. Create an org chart. So this is you. I want you to divide your business into three different ones. I'm gonna put marketing. This is for sales and marketing. This is for ops, this is for operations. And then we also need to get our money right. So this is for finance, right? Divide your business into these three categories. If you can divide your business into these three categories, this is how I have mine. Let's just, I'm gonna just show you mine. This is content, which content people I have about, I think eight now. And then sales, which our sales team, we have about three or four now, but I'm gonna put three. Ops, I divided it into even more, right? And, and what you do is you sub-department your business, right? So this is HR, right? Which we have about five or six. This is admin, so everybody who don't wanna do these tasks, boom. You feel what I'm saying? Then we have, what else? What else do I have here? We have IT. Funnels, websites, graphics. Oh, well, graphics would be in marketing, but funnels, web design, web development, software engineering, all in there, right? And then you have finance. I like to divide my finance into three different categories. Most people don't do this because I know we got we short on time. My business funds my business. Does everyone know what that means? Exactly, credit and credit and funding. So in my finance, I have a credit department. That funds my business. Exactly. So then after that, then we have, uh, we have uh, taxes, of course. You need a tax strategist and not a regular CPA. A regular CPA is for somebody within the first, what, 90 days to six months. A tax strategist is for somebody who is 365 days out of the year and that you meet with every month. That literally talk to you about how to get write-offs. Right? And then the last thing is, what else do I have in here? Uh, lawyers. <sighs> Get you some attorneys. I would assume that uh, Rapsnex probably has a CFO. Absolutely. Yeah, these are all like uh, CMO, COO, CFO, for sure. Credit. Yeah, I wrote that ugly, y'all. That was, you know, you know how it goes with these markers. But yeah, so in total, this is about 30 people. And I think I forgot something in here as well. 
um, within this branch is media, wow. right? So photographers, videographers, PR, right, is in the media, right? So you want to make sure to divide your business into organizations so, when, so you're not, you're fitting people into this. Does that make sense? This is where people are going. And of course, you then duplicate the positions. Does that make sense? But everything stems from these three. And these will change depending on your business. So for beauty, you, you, might, not, you might not have uh, IT like that. Or you might have lower IT than most people because you have websites. You need a website, right? But you might not have a whole software engineering squad. For sure. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You you need that, right? So um, outside of that, I think I covered everything. We all know about or organic and paid marketing. Post every single day. Email every single day. Simple things, right? But I think I got everything, y'all. Any questions on my end? Because I know I got I got a short time. Like what you just said about email every day, right? Yep. That's, that's pretty much how we do how we get down. Yep. Right? But then like you got people who's like, oh, I just got an email like yesterday. Like mm -hmm. well, you're emailing me too much. Can you, like, Good. You yeah. Like I'm like yeah. I'm like do I, should I care about that stuff? No. At all? No. Absolutely not. You're gonna get a lot of stop. During text messages, unsubscribes, good, because your hate is going to then turn to admiration. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it's going to, you want to keep, you want to keep doing what you're doing, because it's going to turn into admiration. And then they're going to love you for it. You had a question? Mm -hmm. I'm curious, the overseas, we can hire the people overseas. Yes. Can they grant right? Grant right? Yes, like for grants? 100%. Okay, here's a hack for virtual assistants, because I know we got the next one coming up. Um, I don't do nothing, okay? So what I do is I hire people, put them in a grant mentorship, a copywriter, have them learn it, give me the notes, and they go write everything. Does that make sense? So that's how I do it. So any books that I read, small things, right? I have them read the books, give me the notes, and then they execute on the books. Does that make sense? So those are like hacks that I do to answer your question on that. But that's part of the job. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta make that environment. So I appreciate you all. I'm gonna be right here, but I thank you for uh, for the time. Hey family, thank you so much for checking out this episode. I really, really do appreciate it. So I get this question a lot of, hey, how do you get your family on board on everything that you're doing? Your family's everywhere, you're traveling everywhere. This brand of family is huge. And so I wanna teach you guys how to create a family business and build a true legacy for your family. And in order to do so, if you wanna learn exactly how I do that, I want you to check out socialcurrencies.net slash family actually book a call, see exactly how we can assist you in creating wealth for your entire family and breaking that generational curse. We are strongly against generational curses and we wanna break generational poverty and build generational wealth. And not just wealth, but true wealth. And so I wanna help you guys. Go ahead, tap in. Again, the site is socialcurrencies.net slash family. And I will see you on the flip side.